This is episode number 231. Can gratitude help initiate, maintain, and strengthen one's relationships? With Casey Berman, Scott Mason, and Thomas Lanthiller. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements. First one being, for all of our listeners, or if this is your first time tuning in, please consider supporting our cause by making a contribution through our website so we can continue sharing these inspiring and courageous conversations. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our weekly conversation, which has been taking place for the past couple months and will be taking a place every single Friday at 11.35 a.m. Central Time, lasting approximately 45 minutes to an hour, where we'll be discussing different topics that relate to the larger concepts of gratitude. Some of the previous conversations that we've had to date include what is the connection between gratitude and grief, what is the connection between resilience and gratitude, and what is the connection between one's relationships and gratitude. If this is of interest to you, please consider visiting our website at overcomingodds.today where you'll be able to find all of the information regarding the upcoming discussions. The last announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if you've enjoyed any of the previous episodes, or if this is your first time tuning in and you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google, so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, there they are. So was I, how was I? Was I close on the last name? Yeah, it was, it was close <laughs> enough. It's long. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? Lan Tala. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Lan Tala. Right. That's that was perfect. Okay, I'll take a note of that. Well, I appreciate all of you for being a part of this, um, being a part of my life, and just you know being in this space to have this conversation around gratitude and if um, it has a role in the relationships and the development of them. And I figure that the best way that maybe we can even start off this dialogue to begin with is exploring the question above us, and that is, can gratitude help initiate, maintain, and strengthen one's relationships? So whether it's relationship with self, whether it's relationship with other people, um, I'll share something with all of you as well as all the people that are tuning in. Over a year ago, it's probably closer to two years, I took this on as a practice. And how I did that and why I did that was a friend of mine recommended this book to me called 365 Thank Yous. Um, This is a book, I believe the author, his name is John Kralik, who had essentially described his own journey 
adversities and hardships that he had faced within his life. And so what he started to do in return was that he started to write thank you cards as he was going through all these difficulties. And then he started to see a shift and transformation within his journey. So here I was reading his book. I was like, why not? Seems like an interesting practice. And considering all the free time I have in the world, you know, why not add one more thing to my list? <laughs> so I started reading this book and I started to put it into practice. And I kid you not, it really did change my life or it changed my perspective when it comes to the relationships and the people that I've had. And so ever since what I've been doing is writing a thank you note or a card or an email, whatever it is, to one person per day. <clears throat> now, I've been doing this for closer to probably a year and a half to two years, but I know that that's not everyone's journey, and I know that's not everyone's belief. And so I'm curious to hear from all of you as far as, for you, what do you believe is the relationship between gratitude and relationships? Or is there... I mean, is there a relationship to begin with? And what has your personal journey taught you? So with that said, I can't think of a better person to start this off. I'm going to roll the dice here. Then maybe Thomas. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, really, thank you for, for having me on, on your show. Um, I, I said to you before that I feel a bit like the rookie between the three of you. So this is really <laughs> a privilege. So I, I'm looking forward to your question. I think for me, gratitude is something that, that is, is, is powerful, something that is um, very important, but something that's often not easy to identify. I think for me, gratitude starts within myself, really understanding, okay, what, what is it that I'm grateful for? And I've learned that, that sometimes that's actually not happening immediately. There's a lot of things I'm grateful for in, in retrospect that happened many years ago that I didn't understand in that moment there and then. Um, so I think gratitude is uh, important for relationships. I think sometimes when you actually understand it in, in a situation, you can immediately apply it. But um, gratitude is something that, that also can grow. So it's in, ultimately, it's up to me what I do with it, um, whether I send thank you cards like you do whether I uh, just reach out now in retrospect, say like, listen, that what, ha what happened 10 years ago was so important to me. And now I just really want you to know. Um, but for me, gratitude is, is, is then even more powerful if it comes unconditionally. If I'm just like, yeah, I'm expressing this because I just want you to know that. And, and that has really helped me. And what I've also learned is that it often triggers, um, it triggers amazement, surprise, but also really, in a way, gratitude in return. So it's reciprocal in a, in a very interesting way. Um, this is what I've been been taking away so long. Mm -hmm. When do you think that made sense to you as far as really putting that into a form of a practice instead of just acknowledging gratitude as a concept? I think it's it's still not the practice that I'd like it to be um, because I think that's that's just really something that, that develops. Um, I think I've still not have said many thank yous because I probably haven't even understood for, for all the things that I'm grateful for in mm -hmm. my life yet. Uh, people that I've met along the way who gave me just a simple advice that was turned out later to be life-changing. Um, and I don't think I have really put that in a practice that I can really call a practice yet. I'm trying to get better at it. And I'm trying to really to really reach out more and more and make it be explicit in my thank yous. Because that's one thing I've learned that that you cannot really overdo thank yous if they're genuine. I think you mm. you, you really, it's, it's important to let people know that you're grateful for it because however they take it, 
right? Um, but it's it's it usually does something positive um, in in the relationship, and in return, I'm I'm I've also realized I'm no I'm nobody who re- expects gratitude, but when I get it, I feel incredibly appreciated on so many levels. So there's no expectations connected to it, but it's it's just such a wonderful wonderful thing to to be told or to receive if you're if you're open and not mm-hmm. feel immediately like you have to return a thank you because that's conditional, right? Just let it let it sink in and, and enjoy it. And I feel mm-hmm. a huge appreciation with that. I was having this conversation yesterday actually with with Casey and Nancy, and one of the things that we were talking about was this whole concept of accepting the thank yous and accepting the compliments. I struggle with that for a while. I struggle with that for a while when someone would say, you're really good at this, or I really appreciate when you do X, Y, and Z. And I think the reason why I struggle to accept those things is because to me, it's just like any other day. You know, I wake up and I do these things and I don't really acknowledge the fact that these are not the things that everyone else is doing. So it's almost like second nature to write the thank you note. It's almost like second nature to say, Casey, thank you for helping me realize X, Y, and Z. But in realizing that not everyone does that, I think that's where I was able to shift my own perspective and understand and and really try and start this journey of accepting the compliments. I know that Thomas, you shared this with me one time and Casey, you might've said the same exact thing, you know, just choosing to acknowledge it by saying thank you. And then doing yeah. what other form of behavior beyond that. Like I'm still there and that's okay. I'm not, I don't guilt or blame myself for not knowing what I didn't know. It's like now I know better, therefore I can do better moving forward. But I think that was just the interesting, um, interesting, interesting concept that both of you helped me realize. <laughs> Casey, what are your thoughts? Well, it's a great question, and thanks again for having me, Oleg, and Thomas, great to have you here. Um, Scott, always great to see you. I can't wait till we disagree on something. So, um, <laughs> Always fun. I always want um, So I think my, my answer is yes, it does help initiate, maintain, and strengthen relationships. You know, then you would say, well, why? And so gratitude and we've talked about this all the gratitude. I think you can look at it in, in a multifaceted way. The, the first level is, um, you know, Thomas talked about genuine gratitude. So you've got, I don't mean phony gratitude. I'm not getting there. I think we all know that's not really gratitude. That's something more there. There, somebody is expressing words in a way to think they're thankful when really they they have an ulterior motive. But I think even good gratitude, there's, real genuine gratitude. There's just, just thank you and appreciation. I couldn't have done it without you type of thing. Um, and that's great. What, and that more, if the world just did that, right. If there was more of that, I think we'd be in, in, in such a great place even more. So I think what the, if you, when you dig deeper in gratitude, there's some sort of connection and words don't do it justice. The world is a, is a vibrational world. That's, that's why, you know, animals can sense an earthquake coming before it actually happens, right? There's Mm -hmm. vibrations. Um, We think our words are exact, but that's why you have programming language to create software because English just isn't as exact as it needs to be. So if our words are inexact, then the best way you can kind of define gratitude is this, this connection, this alignment, this, this bridging the gap, right? This vibration. Um, Steve Gamlin, you know, was, uh, 
uh, he and I had a phone call and we just got off and we just had a relationship after 27 minutes. And he said, Casey, this was effortless. And I think when you, whatever word it is, effortless is a great word that that really shows where that, that connection is. So what is gratitude and why does it help strengthen all of this? I really think because it kind of shows you the other side. It shows you an energy that it's the sixth dimension. It's I see dead people. It's it's taking – there's a reason, Oleg, that many people don't do it is because everyone gets in their routine. We wake up in the morning, and it's so easy to be not, not to be grateful. It's so easy just to kind of follow what we're supposed to follow um, as opposed to breaking free of it. And so when you break free of it, even if it's just for a moment, you just kind of peek your head up and see a type of world – that might be called hokey or that other people don't go to, but really being grateful is not only saying thanks and getting that warm, fuzzy feeling. I think it's actually transformational because it kind of shows you a type of experience perspective view that almost nine out of 10, 9.9 people out of 10 um, aren't even living or experiencing or know is there. Mm -hmm. You know, Richard, Cook and Jessica Dugas, two people that joined us right now, one of the things that Richard had pointed out that I thought was somewhat interesting, and I know that Casey, you and I had this conversation of our own, and that is struggling with compliments to me has everything to do with self-worth and the imposter syndrome. Many artists struggle with that. Do you share a similar perspective or do you have a different view on that? I mean, I struggle with self-worth. I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome. That's part of me broader in life playing small. And I've told you in confidence, and now I'll tell everyone that, you know, playing bigger is something that I want to want to do more. It doesn't mean bigger in a in a schmuck kind of way, like, but but not filling the room, taking all the oxygen out of the room, but just being more, being more bolder, courageous, getting my work out there and so on. I think the shift for me with an actual compliment is I just, you know, Hey Casey, uh, great talk today on the, on the such and such. Thank you. You know, I really appreciate you saying that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And then like full stop. Right. And I'll tell you one, there's no awkward, Oh God, no awkward humility Two. I actually bring it in, but I'm actually, you can't give something unless you, there's a receiver, right? So by me receiving it genuinely, I actually allow that person to give it, which is what they want to do. They actually want to give a compliment because if we go the humble, oh no, and our, we're blaming on our self-worth, we're actually hurting the other person. They can't give us the compliment they want to give. Like why, why should we prevent that from them? So I just thank you. And, and when I say that, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like, I just, I feel great. It's like something got consummated. It's, it's, it's the, the open loop was closed. Mm -hmm. Scott Mason, what do you have to say to all of this? Because there's no way we're going to leave you out of the loop here. Oh, darn. I, well, I feel very complimented. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. First of all, I have to say it's fascinating reading that remark from Richard Cook of all people. For those of you who may be watching this or watch this in the future, Richard Cook is one of the top cityscape photographers on the planet. His art has to be seen 
to be believed and 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 someone of that stature and capability to mm -hmm. say you know like i struggle with compliments when the gift that he's giving out to the world is so profound is itself revelatory those of us who know his work know full well it's it, it's sort of like you know hearing that aretha franklin felt uncomfortable if people complimented her voice huh but you know, but that's the reality that that folks are dealing with. And as he said, it is it appears to be more common in the arts, where people are automatically putting themselves out more vulnerable, or in a, in a way that's more vulnerable by putting their creation in the world for people to judge. I had a boss once. It was actually the person that I worked for the longest, who generally, you know, we had a neutral to okay relationship the entire time I worked with her. I'm someone that believes in saying thank you and expressing appreciation liberally, because I do feel like the world is so full of negativity that I run against that simply by expressing gratitude whenever I can. And because there's a lot to be grateful in the world that we take for granted. I remember standing outside of her office one day, she gave me some advice or told me what to do about something. Um, and I asked for instructions and she waved and she goes, stop with all these thank yous. I hate it. And she actually wasn't saying it in a modest way. She was angry at me. I, I felt like I'd just gotten in trouble. And I, to this day, I was like, so taken aback. I never asked her exactly what she was talking about or what triggered this. It could have been that she was feeling imposter syndrome herself. It could have been that for whatever reason, she felt that I was being insincere. But it goes as to Casey's point, which is that if we refuse to accept those compliments, we're implicitly saying something negative about the complimentor or the person who's expressing gratitude. And that is a, it, and that's something that I really try and be careful about. Because to me, at the end of the day, when I compliment someone, I'm attempting to do it through a sense of empathy. What would I want? If I put something out in the world, whether it's an idea, a thought, a work of art, a work product, and I did a good job, would I want someone out there to acknowledge it? Or would I want to just have it out there to dead silence and never know whether it had the intended effect or not? Even if it's bad, sometimes I want to know that. Getting no feedback at all, including expressions of gratitude, Therefore, to me, as, as someone that puts anything that is work product out into the world, it creates a sense of insecurity. And that's why I am aggressive about complimenting people or expressing gratitude, even by the way, if whatever it is that I receive, I don't like, I still will express gratitude. I oversaw a group of attorneys that did administrative litigation in one of my prior jobs. And one of the individuals who was the one of the lit more senior litigators in this context came to me with some ideas about how our operations could be changed. I personally did not agree with those proposed changes and I did not implement them, but I made sure that she had gratitude from me for presenting the ideas, even though I rejected every single one of them, because she was thinking she was putting something out in the universe that involved <laughs> risk. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, uh, to, to encourage her to continue taking that risk. 
I might not have liked those ideas, but greater ideas more might have been forthcoming by accepting by expressing that gratitude and accepting what she gave me, even if my response was negative, to give her some feedback about it, to know it just didn't go into a black hole somewhere. Finally, I am curious as to what other folks think. Something Casey said earlier also rang a bell that I thought was maybe worth exploring, and that is the expression of gratitude without expectation or giving a thanks without expectation of anything in return. Mm. Or putting something out there and not expecting gratitude. There are times in which I'll admit I expect some gratitude. If you need money and I've loaned you $10,000, yeah, I want gratitude. And if I don't hear thank you, it will not strengthen our relationship. And if you come back to me for another $10,000, I might think twice about giving it to you, even if you've paid me back. Because there is a line at which I will want thank you because I've literally been put out of my way. Is it entitled of me to expect that? Well, it was my choice to deliver that favor or to do that thing. So maybe that's really me not taking responsibility for my own actions. But I do have to wonder, are there situations, if you are a, a governor, let's say, and you decide to waive the death penalty for someone who is on the verge of being executed, would you maybe expect to thank you for saving their life? Or maybe you really did just do it because you, you know, out of goodness. And is it reasonable for us to ever expect gratitude if for no other reason than many of us have lots of relationship opportunities in our life? Thank goodness I have other people in the world to be friends with me who do express gratitude as opposed to someone who doesn't. Is there a reason why I should not expect out of 10 friends to focus any of my time on the person that never says thank you, as opposed to the nine who do? Hmm. Thoughts? Thomas, Casey, fight me. Would Thomas? you like to tackle that one? <laughs> I'm not sure it needs tackling, but I <laughs> just just two two sentences to uh, to the compliment thing, because I've experienced similar things than, than what were said. Um, I, I was usually the one who choked uh as in like making a choke uh when i got a compliment to just taking that that i what i felt was density in the situation take it a bit out and uh and that of course had the same effect as 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 other things so i basically interfered with the other person's intentions and and really i saw one too many people at one point being disappointed by my reaction and i think the best advice i got when it came to that was was um well, would you be happy if somebody said thank you to you if you gave a compliment? And yeah, totally. So in a way that's like, yeah, wow, okay, that was an eye-opener. Uh, so that was enough for me. But I also felt, and maybe that's already in, into Scott's point, I feel that whether it's it's compliments or whether it's expressing gratitude, it's a moment of vulnerability. And I think I feel almost like it's a moment of mutual vulnerability because if you if you express a thank you, you're doing it with empathy, as you say, like you give a compliment or you're just really opening up and say like, thank you, I appreciate this. But also receiving that is is in a way the same. You make yourself vulnerable. You accept that that somebody sees something in you or or, or appreciates of what you've done. That said, I do think that, that there's a fine line between gratitude and appreciation. 
because maybe it's the same, maybe it's not. I am also curious to hear your perspectives, but I do think we all need to be appreciated at one point or, or the other for what we do, mm -hmm. for what for who we are. Um, but whether that's the same as gratitude, I, I don't know. Um, and and for me, that's that that's a line that I haven't really explored yet because, I yes, I need to be seen and I need to be appreciated for whether it's professionally, whether it's as a person. Um, and of course, that's important for me. I think that's a, that's a basic need I have. But I would say the same about gratitude. I don't know. Uh, at some points, maybe, yes, a thank you would be nice. But then at the same time, what stops us from actually making that explicit? Mm -hmm. um, and and is it is it wrong to ask for gratitude to follow up on Scott's on Scott's point? So basically, instead of just waiting for a thank you, saying like, well, I would have re really appreciated a thank you. And sometimes that happens, but that's often in an escalated situation when already when you when you're disappointed that it hadn't come earlier. Um, so I think that is that is building on. I, I do not disagree with what Scott said at all. I think that's that's basically part of who we are. And sometimes we do things where we would have liked a response, whatever that response looks like. Uh, sometimes it's just like, yeah, I know what you've done. I acknowledge mm -hmm. that. Um, but um, what stops us from asking for it? So I just probably add on a question to Scott's point, maybe instead of tackling it. <laughs> how do you how do you know when you feel appreciated? I that is that is a very good question i just it's a feeling i think uh, for me it's it's sometimes just like um it's almost a big, bit of a yeah maybe a bit of a relief even maybe it's bit because i have not acknowledged or haven't accepted that i was waiting for something some sort of reaction uh some 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 kind of reaction that shows me i am seen right in who i am or what i did mm -hmm. uh, and it's almost when it comes it's a bit of a relief and then it's it's I think the art is then to really enjoy that moment and not move over it too quickly, but really actually enjoy that moment and and also understand that now you got your gratitude, you got your appreciation, take it in, accept it instead of just moving on and like oh yeah, take a box and and now we now we go into the next next situation. Mm. Casey, I think Scott brings up a great point. I I think it's definitely legitimate to and natural for all of us to either ask for it. Hey, thank me for what I did, or just at the very least want to. And what Scott brings up is that distinction between gratitude for that, that we feel as sort of a vibration and that feeling, and then how gratitude plays out in, in this world, in this game, um, in this dream, row, row, row your boat, right? In this dream we're in, in the matrix, whatever you want to, you want to call it. Elon Musk says we're in a, in an, in a video game of some sort, but so, yeah, I mean, people need to know the quid pro quo. They need to know the nuances and behaviors. That's just part of us as these beings. And when they don't, they kind of break a rule in our code for whatever it doesn't mean it's the best code doesn't mean but that's the code that we have um and and they're not doing what we expect them to do what i think is great about gratitude is that that the the second layer to it which is even if they do break the code that ability to to use gratitude to kind of as a as a superpower each of us as individuals so you ask you know what does it feel like to to be appreciated it's almost like it it's this is how it's meant to be. Um, this is how it's intended to be. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's perfect. Doesn't mean it's what I thought it would be, but this is how it's meant to, to be. So 
gratitude for me when I give gratitude, for example, when we when you say thank you and that that loop is closed and people are able to give and, and people are able to receive, when you feel appreciated via a comment, there's kind of the mores and the nuances of the world we live in where we all check the, all right, he checked the box, that's good. But then, and we feel good because we have a certain level of control. He gave compliment, he said thank you, perfect. That's how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. But then also I think there's an element deeper more vibrational of um this is what it's what it's meant to be now when you say what it's meant to be is that nature is that god is that the universe is that everything the disney movies are about and john lennon bob marley we're all one um i think i think it's an an extension of that and that's why i think gratitude is so powerful because it's staring right in front of us as such a superpower um, and we kind of roll our eyes at the movies and pop culture who talk about it. But I think gratitude really gives us that insight into this connection that that runs through all of us where we just say this is how it's how it's meant to be. Scott Mason, is there a difference in the minds of anyone between real gratitude and fake gratitude? For instance, if Thomas said to me, <laughs> Scott. I'm so grateful that you wear those red suspenders, that it's you wearing them, not me. I'm grateful for that extra little bit of color you bring into the world. (laughs) And another place far away from anywhere I have to stand. (laughs) Right. Thomas, you didn't really say that. I would never say something like that. That they've they've used the G word in the sentence, but I don't think it's, you know, it's not it's not grateful. Um, how do we know when uh, when gratitude is sincere or not, and how do we process that if it's a different right? If it's different, or does it even matter? Because so we're we, all telling ourselves our stories, any our own stories anyway. That's the power of our stories. We, I one could say we could make it seem wonderful to ourselves, even if it's not. Well, you know, Jessica, it's a great question. Jessica brought up about how she thought she was appreciative and the other person didn't. Unfortunately, you know, everything is neutral mm-hmm. and and we all have our perspectives of it. And so I have a feeling that most of the time when we all play in this social contract, you can recognize it. But yeah, there definitely are those moments where something gets lost in translation and you think you're being grateful and and you're not. So like anything, it may be the 80-20 rule for the most part we understand, but there are those moments where people are going to view it in, in different ways, which means then we, which means then we just have to keep the process, which means you might be grateful for this misunderstanding. It gave me an opportunity to rethink what I said. And therefore I did a follow-up phone call with you to clear it up, which made me a little uncomfortable. I didn't really want to say sorry. Also, I'm a little nervous about public speaking, but I wanted to call you because I didn't want this loop. I feel like there was a misunderstanding, right? And then they look at you and go, oh my God, wow, Casey really made an effort and said sorry. And then it's just another opportunity to be grateful, right? Like you could you could view it that way. But there definitely are, are opportunities where something's going to fall through the cracks, unfortunately. Do you I, express gratitude within your relationships? And connections. I, I will say real quickly with my wife and kids, it's easy not to. It's easy to get just angry and they don't appreciate me and play the pity party. I know David R. Hawkins. I brought up the PhD and 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 um, 
psychiatrist, you know, he calls those the dirty little, the cheap little payoffs. Like, boy, it just feels good to be holier than thou or play the victim card. Um, and so, but I realized they're, they're cheap payoffs and they, they only bring me farther apart from, from these people in my life. So it's very easy for me to be non-grateful. And I literally have to make an effort to, to shift my perspective there, which when I do that, which really isn't that much of an effort, boy, mm -hmm. I mean, the relationship with my kids and, and my wife and the people around me, I look around and go, oh boy, I've been messing this up for 47 years. Mm. Jesus, you know, you have some of those moments. Mm. Thomas? Not enough. No, no, certainly not enough. Um, I think it's, it's, it's also... Uh, there's very, very different ways of appreciation I, and, and gratefulness uh, because I think at work, I express gratitude uh, very often on a professional level rather than a personal level, I realize, which I should probably change, but that's just in a way, it's, it feels more natural in that setting. Privately, when you're, when you're in a situation like I am with two small kids, you often forget. You just like, you, you get into this almost hamster wheel, so you're not, you're not expressing gratitude enough mm -hmm. for for just small things. So I certainly don't do that enough. Um, I do it, but I, I I should do it definitely more. And I think it has also to do with what we've actually discussed, Oleg, you and I, on a different uh, podcast episode. And I think that's being being in the moment. Because if you're not in the moment, we're actually grateful. Uh, and really, you know, right now, I just want to express my my gratitude to you uh, because that's that's really, I, I feel it now. I want to express it and I take the time to do this. Um, you, But you are either in the past or you're in the future or you're already in the next task, you can even easily overlook that. So I think a lot of it has to do with mindfulness and, and in this in this particular moment. So I do think that there's lots of lots of room for improvement on, on my end. Um, and I when I listen now to to the different comments, I had this this one question that came up uh, came to my mind. So how long uh, how long are we or do we have to be grateful? Or do we expect mm. people to be grateful? Uh, to us or express gratitude because I, I've seen situations where people where gratitude was expre expressed or seemingly according to those rules that Casey described so technically every box was ticked but when there was an argument a con conflict later on because I worked as a conflict mediator I've seen situations where people then say like but you you remember that one time I did something for you and you have to thank me so it was almost like you didn't do that enough beforehand so I think the question is really that that just popped up is like, well, how long do we have to be grateful or is there even a timestamp mm -hmm. on it or not? Or I don't know, um, just throw, mm -hmm. throwing it up. There. And mm -hmm. I think it makes me think of, I think this might be a conversation that Scott and I had. Uh, I, it might be around guilt and the similar question, is there an expiration date mm -hmm. for feeling guilty? Same thing. Is there an expiration date for the gratitude? And the other thing that I'm thinking of as, you were sharing that. What if I don't actually see the gratitude or things to be grateful for from the situation or the event taking place until it's five or 10 years down the road? You know, I think there's, it's interesting that all of you, literally every single one of you touched upon this concept of expectations. But what I'm thinking of, or in addition to, is yes, there might be an overarching expectation that carries with it. But at the same time, not every lesson is recognized in the same time frame. Not every encounter or the beauty of that conversation or relationship is acknowledged within the same period. So you might be able to see the beauty of the conversation five minutes after the conversation took place. Mm 
And then I, you can choose to take the action, but it might take me 20 years down the road to think of like, oh, this is what Casey really said. And this is what it means in my life right now. Why do you need to see – sorry, Scott. Why? Oh, like I mean I, to push back, why do you, us, need to see evidence of gratitude? I know why. Because we want to close the loop and we want to know that mm-hmm. our actions were recognized. But then you're making it all about you. I mean if I yeah. loan money and someone says thank you or appreciate it, I mean – or maybe they don't. And then I feel taken. Right. So in, in some ways, at the very least, when it comes to gratitude, yeah, there's that two way when you say thank you and we've kind of closed the loop on things. But I think mm-hmm. the other element is why, at the very least, can't you just feel good about the action that you did tapping into that higher power, tapping into the sixth dimension, tapping into God or universe, whatever imagery works for you? Um, because then really what you're doing is if we're waiting for someone to act a certain way, mm-hmm. i.e. expectation, mm-hmm. we are literally giving away our power to someone else. We're giving away our strength. And then we got to wait 20 years for them to go, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, thank you. Right. I mean, so I think at the very least, you literally do gratitude for the sake of gratitude. I think checking the box. Did they, re- did they respond? Did they send this? Did they send flowers? That's all good from the matrix we live in as to the rules we need to live by. But at the end of the day, um, I'll tell you, my kids don't thank me for almost all the things I do, but I don't get angry by that or try not to, because I realize that it, I'm doing it for the, for the sake of it, <laughs> which is not easy. Mm-hmm. Scott Mason, you know, I, the concept of expiration for gratitude and appreciation is one that has a time length element as well as a qualitative element. And I am hesitant to ever, as the person who might have done the favor or done the thing that I believe expects grati- gratitude, while I might want that gratitude and I might expect it, if I receive that gratitude, I'm reluctant to hold it over someone's head because I've been at the other end of that stick. You know, I once received a major promotion from someone. I was very grateful for that promotion. I expressed my gratitude for that promotion and I continued to, for as long as I worked in that position, do my very best to demonstrate my gratitude through the quality of the work as well as occasional expressions of appreciation that I was actually in the position. That being said, the person who granted me that promotion and who was my direct supervisor really was an abusive personality. And she was someone that expected the gratitude to be limitless, endless in time, and to outweigh anything else that she might cause you to endure. (laughs) And so while I was grateful for the promotion, in my opinion, that didn't mean that I should endure abuse, be yelled at in public, be publicly humiliated, and have to go through all sorts of crap. And I've never believed that even if that, that sort of treatment had occurred the very day after this major promotion had occurred that I would have, uh, I think my expiration date for the gratitude would have ended at that moment. We all 
engage in long-term relationships that are made up of short-term, small transactional interactions. Mm -hmm. As Kenneth would say, when those interactions were are good, we should savor the flavor. Or at least I try to savor the flavor because life is too short not to. Mm -hmm. But I do not believe that the flavor that you're savoring lasts forever, nor should the action that you take be perceived as generating such a debt of gratitude that it allows abuse yeah. of any of abuse via any of those interactions. Right on. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. I also agree. There's a, the, the, there's a few thoughts that, that come to mind when it, when it comes to this. I mean, one is I have, I have sometimes only understood that I'm grateful for something years later. I haven't understood it there and then when it happened, whether it was an advice at the beginning of my career that I implemented without knowing it and looking back saying like, wow, this was actually a game changer for my career and the way I got through it. Um, and what I said before about being in the moment, I think for me, it's more about being in the moment when you're actually expressing your gratitude, not necessarily understood, understanding when, when it happens, that, mm -hmm. that that's when it happens. But when you express it, you should be there because that links again to, to Scott's question because then it can easily be perceived as not, not genuine if you just like, like walk by and say, oh, yeah, thank you, that was great, but not really paying attention or not even looking at the person or, or anything, right? That, that, then you just you open up for, for more option to perceive it as like, well, was that actually now thank you or was it just polite because we, we have to say those things or was mm -hmm. it really gratitude that, that, that I take out of this? So I, I think there... Um, that time time is interesting for me in relation to gratitude because you can it can happen there and then um it can happen a lot later and i i'm fully with what casey said before i think the expectations are the danger um yes we we, we have to acknowledge that we might need it but if we really need it so desperately i think it's important to express it and saying like well uh, i i you know do you appreciate what i did or i would have really liked you to to appreciate that some way whether it's a thank you or anything else um other than that, if you if you don't do that and and just sit there and expect it to come, that can can be dangerous. Yeah, and I think to that point, there's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing of whether or not one feels appreciated or not appreciated. I was actually having these same exact thoughts yesterday. I was taking my dog for a walk, and I had this realization that um, some of the people in many of the relationships <laughs> just asking that question: Do you feel appreciated? Because then it gives me an opportunity to better understand what it is that I'm doing and the impact that it's having. And if it's not, I also think that there's a fine line between understanding the answer to that question of whether or not one feels appreciated. And then also understanding that you are, if you're doing everything that you could in your capacity, then, you know, how do you draw the line between those actions and then fulfilling the other person's request? So if to, to them, appreciation means, uh, I don't know, sending a hundred or a thousand dollars on a weekly basis that you're not able to do. Well, how do you, how do you compromise? How, how do you do that in that form? So, but with that said, once again, topic for a significantly longer conversation, but, I, but I want to respect all of you. And I know that we're just getting into kind of the nuts and bolts of it all uh, as far as the depths go, but. I wanted to take this time 
and actually express my gratitude to the three of you for being a part of this and choosing to show up and choosing to just be who you are and, and express what you know. And if there are situations where you don't know something, just from my in experiences with you, all of you acknowledge the fact that I don't know. And I think that's beautiful to be able to do that. So with that said, as a way to kind of wrap up this particular conversation until we have one next Friday, what are some ways that people can connect with you? What are some ways that people can express gratitude to you for taking these 45, 46 minutes and have this conversation with people? I'm going to start off with Scott, Scott Mason. First of all, I just want to express gratitude to you, Oleg, as well as the folks in the audience, especially those that commented, every single one of them. It's really well taken. You can reach me through my website, speakerscott.com, or you can check out my podcast, purposehighway.com. Oleg has that scrolling beneath this screen, purposehighway.com. And I am always thrilled to hear from folks. Mm. Casey, what are some ways yeah. people can connect with you? Yeah, Oleg, thank you again. Thomas Scott, great to see you. This is, it's so great to be on and just great. Everyone joining in in the comments. I'm just reading the comments and just learning so much from everyone. So can't wait to see everyone again next week. It's it's a highlighted week to be here. You can find me at leavelawbehind.com. I help unhappy attorneys to see there's a better way and to leave the law for alternative careers. So find me at leavelawbehind.com or on LinkedIn. Mm. Thomas? Uh, sounds like a repetition now, but, but in my own <laughs> words, I really, I, uh, I said it initially and I, I, I stick to it. It was really a pleasure to be here. Um, thank you for inviting me to all three of you, uh, sharing your perspectives. You know, um, you know that I love to do that. Um, for the comments and listeners as well, thank you for tuning in. Not all the comments that were addressed, but make sure, I mean, I and we have certainly seen them. Uh, so thank you very much for sharing that as well. Uh, my, well, the website you can reach me on is is thecrisiscompass.com or Reinventors Podcast, um, also by The Crisis Compass. And um, same as Scott and Casey and Oleg, um, I'm happy for any contact. And I feel that's, that's uh, gratitude if you share time with me and just share your perspectives. I'd love to do that. What does that work? Just can you briefly describe what, what is The Crisis Compass to begin with? Oh, the Crisis Compass is a, uh, well, we, we support people, businesses, uh, particularly small and medium-sized businesses in becoming crisis resilient and managing their crisis um, a little bit untraditionally. So we really focus on internal processes, on culture change, on, uh, well, taking confident decisions in these difficult times. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for all, all, to all three of you for being a part of it. And for anyone that's listening, thank you for be for just sharing your insights. <laughs> Melody, who's joined us here from Massachusetts again, uh, Jessica, Kenneth, and I'm scrolling through Annie, Annie Lieb, so many others. Um, Richard Cook, thank you for expressing everything that you know about gratitude. And with that said, what I'll mention is we will be back next Friday, and I will give all of you the preview of what we're going to be talking about, and that is the concept of the it factor and exploring <laughs> if some have it, others don't, or if everyone have has it and it just happens to be a different version and variation of it. So that will be the topic. So make sure to tune in next week and have that conversation with us. Thank you for joining.
Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you've enjoyed any of our previous episodes, consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next time.